The Bariatric and Metabolic Weight Loss Institute, located in Elkhart, has helped dozens of people of all ages lose that extra weight once and for all, all while helping each patient through the stages of their individual journey. Visit bmiclinic.com to see which option is best for you. This is the South Bend Beat Podcast, presented by Alpha Dog Agency. Hey everybody, before we get to this episode, I wanted to give you a quick update. Uh, this is going to be the last episode for a bit. We'll be taking the summer off. We'll return this fall with all new episodes and all new guests. Uh, we'll spend the summer lining up those guests, and personally, I'll be listening to a few other podcasts to improve on my end, which I realize is much needed. So thank you to everybody to listen through season one, and this is going to be the last episode of season one with Mara. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everybody, to the South Bend Beat Podcast. This is your host, Kyle O'Connor. I'm joined today again by my wife, Tina. Hey, everybody. And our guest today is Mara Trion Farrell. How hey, are you guys. doing, Mara? Doing great. So um, you kind of do a lot in, in South Bend. You're, you're kind of involved in a lot, um, and there's rarely anything that's going on in South Bend that you don't know about. Well, so we're going to go down a lot of different avenues today. We're going right. to touch a lot of different things. Um Generally, we kind of just kick it off this way. Give us a little bit of your background, um, where you grew up, and then your South Bend story, whether you've been here from day one or if you relocated here. Sure. So I am from Oswego, New York, which is just north of Syracuse. I'm a big Cuse fan. Uh, I was excited to see them do okay in in the tournament. And um, went to school in Syracuse um, at at a small college there. Went out to Wisconsin for uh, University of Wisconsin for a um, master's in social work and worked there for several years. I think that that planted a lot of the seeds for some of the things I get excited about in South Bend. Got to take a community organizing class and do a lot of um, learning around some of those things while I was out there. Went back to New York and then came out here 10 years ago now. So I'm approaching my 10 year anniversary at Notre Dame and that's why I came out here. I came out for the job at Notre Dame. And I may not have known this, but Maybe you knew this, Tina. Did we know she was from upstate New York? Yeah, I think I did know that, but I'm not sure that you did. No, I had no idea. It's a beautiful, right. beautiful area. And when people say I'm from New York, I'm like, no, the real New York yeah. or that small little <laughs> island that some people talk about sometimes. Yeah, so we moved to New York for a year, actually, and lived um, in Rochester. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, very close. Family out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not too different from here, especially with all the seasons, rough winters. Um, I'm not sure about um, Oswego as far as how big Oswego is. Pretty small, okay. yeah, between twenty and 25,000, I think. Okay. A lot of, again, similar in the, the Rust Belt, um, a lot of industry closing, um, thinking about, you know, that brain drain that, that they're experiencing uh, all of upstate New York. So very similar in many ways. And before we dive into a few things specifically here, give us a brief overview of uh, what you do, which is kind of all-encompassing. You do you do a lot here. Um, but kind of give us a, your day-to-day and what you do. So you mean to pay the bills? Yeah, to pay the bills. <laughs> and uh, 
um, what you do on the side as well. Sure. So I work, as I said, at Notre Dame in the health promotion office there. So I get the opportunity to spend time with students thinking about how to live their optimal lives. So we think about flourishing and um, specifically uh, some areas that I spend time in are substance use risk reduction. So thinking about um, alcohol and, and other substances. And then um, do a lot of other things at Notre Dame as well. I get the chance to help out with community service program. Um, there's a summer service learning program where we send students out for the summer and there's uh, homework assigned and discussion groups and things like that. So it's a really neat thing for me to do to hear about the students. They've been in Rochester a couple times doing some service projects, which is great. And then also am involved in a group there called Young Leaders of Notre Dame, though perhaps I'm on the older end of the young now. <laughs> it's just a great opportunity to share with some Notre Dame employees about the great community that we live in. So we try to get them out doing service, get them out doing social activities, share a lot of the events and a lot of the stories that come through some of that social media and some of the meetings that we have through the young leaders. I think there's a great opportunity when people move here. Sometimes they think, oh, man, it's all about Notre Dame. It's like, no, 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 no. There's a lot more going on. You know, they come from big cities. Oh, we don't have that here. It's like, oh, no. Did you know we have a lot of the different cuisine that the big cities have? We have our own symphony. We have this. We have that. So trying to just help educate people who are, who are new to campus um, that are working here, living here. And showing them how to play here as well. Other than that, oh man, day to day. So uh, tonight is a River Lights Music Fest meeting. So I am the volunteer coordinator for that. River Lights will be part of Best Week Ever, uh, which will be free this year. The, the River Lights is not ticketed. So that's a great opportunity to check out some local and regional music. So helping out with that, we've been working on it gosh, since I think Best Week Ever ended last year. So uh, it's an exciting, exciting time when we have Best Week Ever starting. Um, really just enjoy the chance to check out live music, really like the scene here. Um, I have two dogs, so we go to the park a lot. Living near Howard Park is pretty nice. What are your dog's names? Well, the first one is actually named Sierra because she came home the same week that Syracuse Orange Basketball <laughs> won the national championship in 2003. So she's got a little Syracuse Orange collar, and I make sure people know she's not named after the city. She's named after the basketball team. So I didn't even make the connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Sierra. And then Wendell is uh, named after Wendell Berry. He was uh, named when I got him. But, yeah, so they're, they're little rapscallion guys. And what kind of dogs are they? Sierra, she's a little pit bull mix. Um, she's about to turn 16. And then Wendell, he kind of has a Benji look about him. So they're both, uh, one's 30 pounds, one's 15 pounds. So they're both pretty small, cute little guys. Fantastic. And one topic I want to kind of get right into here, I know something you're passionate about, um, civic engagement. Um, so for our listeners, first off, first off, kind of give a uh, Cliff Notes a uh, recap of civic engagement and the importance of it locally and uh, basically just your thoughts. Sure. And these are just my thoughts. I'm sure there are people who have studied and uh, trained on these issues that, that have much better words than me. But I think it really is just an opportunity to be engaged in your community. So we don't just live in our houses. We live in our neighborhoods. We live in our um, areas of town. We live in a bigger city. And all of that impacts the way that um, we experience life. And so if we can get involved, I know the, the cliche of 
of be the change you want to see, but it, but it really is um, essential to build the community that you want to be a part of. You don't just show up and hope they have all the things that, that you love. You create that and you engage in that. And so we know that um, civic engagement is also a protective factor. So it's uh, in the in social work world, it's something that helps to stave off risk. So um, if you are connected to your community, you're all often living healthier lives. You're being more successful. You're um, smiling at your neighbors. You're, you're out there. So building connectedness can happen through civic engagement and finding the ways that that you can use your gifts and talents to plug in maybe you're not designed to be the mayor I know you had him on here um, a while ago but but I appreciate that y'all are telling stories of of different people who are finding ways to to pitch their their skills and talents into the the building a better community so I come from the Catholic faith and one of the things that uh, we talk about and I know is um, not not just a Catholic thing but we talk about building the common and good. And so it's really just comprised of, and I'm going to quote here from Gaudi Metzbez, the sum total of social conditions which allow people, either as groups or as individuals, to reach their fulfillment more fully and more easily. So I think that's really what it is about. How do we build a community where everyone can thrive? Yeah, that's really cool. And I think it makes all the difference when you start to recognize people in the community and um, you see some faces that you know, and you're able to walk into a coffee shop and you know recognize five people immediately when you walk around so I think some of these things that you're doing and that you're a part of um, helps to bridge some of those gaps between the you know awkwardness of people not knowing each other or give some opportunities for them to meet new yeah people. exactly and in, in helping everyone to find their place yeah exactly and on that note I mean speak of I mean, just the last few years, downtown South Bend is getting um, drastically more busy. Um, and there's just a lot of going on. Um, speak to the vibrancy you're seeing in the area. We're here on Jefferson. You know, we have coffee shops like she mentioned, the General Pop-Up that's doing well. Renders right here close to us. And that's not even getting to more of the heart of downtown. Um, just speak to some of the changes that you've seen and a few things you're excited about moving forward in South Bend as a whole, downtown South Bend, Notre Dame area, whatever you'd like. I think that really the opportunity for people to get engaged has has increased. So I was here pre-Mayor Pete and had some opportunities to volunteer. Um, I confess some of this uh, is because I'm a high extrovert. So I moved to (laughs) South Bend and I said, okay, where am I going to meet people? What am I going to do? I need to fill my time. I need to be out and about and started just volunteering. I volunteered at probably five places that that first year just to find um, an opportunity to meet people and, and do new things and continue just to grow personally and use again some of those skills. And so um was was first uh i think plugged into the downtown community when the state theater was coming back online and walked in the door and said oh no 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 do not turn this into a gentrification issue i had been volunteering with some of the homeless populations and of course the state is back on that end of downtown and so was really concerned and uh the the manager at the time said hey you, you're worried about that? Great, come on in. Create some programming for for all people. Have you know, just take the the passion that you have and do something with it. And it was a great opportunity for me to to just 
have a foray into things I would never I mean Rocky Horror Picture Show was not my thing and now I know every line front to back and and can arrange any kind of I mean the the South Bend Hot Patooties are doing a great job with that and you know again it wasn't ever something I thought that I would be a part of and, and have enjoyed so that vibrancy you know when Jefferson was under construction a few years ago um, Dave Matthews and some others invited me to be a part of considering how we can help the businesses over here so uh, I do currently live in the the Howard Park neighborhood but at that point did not and was still attending all the Howard Park Neighborhood Association meetings <laughs> and you know just again learning a lot meeting people and we said how can we how can we build this this community we did a lot of fun stuff we had a challenge where people were going to businesses and taking pictures and you know just thinking about um, their their local businesses as their neighbors and so the the vibrancy I think has often come from individuals who just said hey wouldn't it be cool if somebody and then the light bulb moment said oh wait somebody is me I can do that mm-hmm. I have energy I have time and I can work to to meet the people and and make it happen so I I know at one point someone was explaining uh, the the tone of you know the early um, 2010s I don't know what you call those uh, the, this decade as uh, almost the wild west like you had an idea you could just stake your claim and, and do it and there was a lot of support for that in in many ways Aaron Perry was great in downtown and of course Mayor Pete has always encouraged people to just seek out their passions yeah I think that's kind of like how we came to where we are right now is just kind of you just have to go after what you want and um figure out how it's a part of the bigger community too and how you can get other people involved so yeah really cool I do want to point out though that we are definitely standing on the shoulders of giants I think sometimes we have this I'll see a Facebook post that say oh yeah millennials bringing back x and I'm like oh no honey people have been doing this for generations (laughs) and so you know it's 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 a new energy it's a new level of excitement and engagement but you know, we've had great community organizers throughout the years, yeah. and, and I don't want to make it sound like this is all brand new. Mayor Pete showed up, and the millennials saved saved the city. There's been such great programs and organizations that have been doing some some powerful things that have set the the path for people who are, are coming after them. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of that path being set, we're, we're starting to see the fruits of that a little bit in downtown with um, lots of new construction, uh, Berlin Flats out at the stadium. Um, there's going to be more construction just down the road from here. Um, it seems like if if you leave South Bend, come back six months later, a year later, downtown is looking drastically different each time. Um, what are the few things that um, you've been able to check out, whether it's a game at Four Winds Field, uh, something over at the Morris, or something that's in the works that you're excited about uh, in South Bend? Yeah, so we were just at a opening day at South Bend Cubs. I uh, am a baseball fan. I would not say uh, obsessive about it, but it's really important to me to to be there supporting them on opening day. This year was a little bit chillier than last year, and we made it through <laughs> three innings. Sorry, sorry, uh, Joe Hart and friends. Um, we tried to to make it through the whole thing, but it just got a little chilly. And um, in the last couple of years, just learning about the symphony and a lot of the different um, programs they have. So I would occasionally go to the pops, um, but then, you know, just getting involved a little bit in their conductor search was an opportunity to just learn about their story and um, have been trying to get to more of that. Um, I'm trying to think of what I'm excited about. Uh, I think, you know, the restaurants are really fun and in the diversity of um, food options that we have. 
Um, I'm, I'm just excited to see all of the, the ways that Best Week Ever changes, um, you know, over over time. But um, what is it? My Parks and Trails uh, is, is going to be phenomenal. So, you know, again, being in the Howard Park neighborhood, so excited to see. Have you have you seen any of the, the renderings? Yeah, I've seen some of them. It's pretty cool. It's exciting what they're doing. Yeah, I can't wait. The, the ice skating rink is going to be like a little ribbon, you know, through the, the park. So it's not just going to be that boring go in a circle for an hour. Um, it really will be exciting to see. So I think that's what I'm most looking forward to is is the My Parks and Trials specifically, um, what they put up over at, at uh, Howard Park. I know there's some stretch goals, so I'm, I'm hoping to see all of the uh, the plans materialize in a way that, again, just invites people in and, and builds up that sense of community, well-being, um, opportunities to just know your neighbors. And that'll transition well into what I want to talk about next, and that's State of South Bend. Um I think pretty much everyone we've had on here has either they know you or <laughs> asked for a meeting with you after. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, state. it seems like State of South Bend is like pretty much everywhere. I mean, there's nothing really in the city that happens that's not covered. Um, let's start with speaking uh, to the origins. So when we um when i left the the state theater we were looking at ways to continue some of the energy that had been built in specifically how can i fit into this and so we kept some of the social media uh, assets and put together a little committee at the time so this was i think 2013 2014 and said what what do we need um in this community where are the opportunities on social media and someone said you know what um let's do a blog so we got a group of people together we had, I think, for about a year, um, a weekly blog. Uh, Matt Teeters wrote Sounds by South Bend, highlighting local music. We had um, different, uh, right when Make South Bend opened, um, Michelle wrote a great piece about what is makerspace. Um, so a lot of different uh, voices that we wanted to elevate that maybe weren't in the, the mainstream press. And just time passed and um, things kind of fell off. People got different jobs and family obligations. So the the blog kind of fell to the wayside, but people still wanted to hear about events. So um, right now it's just me, and we're trying to highlight different events that, again, maybe aren't getting all of the attention. Some of them, you know, you'll see elsewhere, but trying to tell, again, that story of people who are just doing their thing. And so we, we're we big fans of the well. I know sometimes the, the mainstream press doesn't always cover the well and making sure people know that there's great family-friendly uh, activities and events over there, um, thinking about, you know, some of the um, individual efforts that people are making and celebrating some of that. Of course, we're fans of Mayor Pete, so sharing all of um, the, the great press that, that goes into that. Sometimes the city events and the city um, meetings, you know, people want to get engaged and they're passionate about, um, you know, X, Y, or Z, and we want to make sure that those um, open comment meetings are, are shared like we just had um, you know, the cemetery and, and things that um, people may not have. Um, I think one of the, the things that I appreciate is is because it's not an organization per se, um, there can be as much bias as we want. So it's like, hey, I love the well. We're going to share all the well events or, uh, you know, just those opportunities um, to, to pump the things that we're really excited about. Um, looking forward to some transition in the next uh, couple months. So one of the things that 
through conversation, people have asked me is, is how do I get involved? You know, people will say you do everything. I'm like, no, 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 wait till you meet the actual people who do everything because <laughs> they really do. Um, and in not having always a good answer for that. So really want to pivot that that state of South Bend brand to talk about civic engagement. So what are some of the networking groups that people go to in town? What are the resources that are available, um, meeting spaces, right? If we want to put together some kind of event, where can we go to meet to talk about that event? And so I know that there are a lot of um, resources kind of scattered through town. How do we put them together? So working on a website, um, would like to do some, um, a little bit more with some of um, the um, actual resources. So People can go on and, and say, hey, I want to do this. Where where are the options for that? I really want to profile some more stories, not just about what someone is currently doing, but how did they get there? Um, so I did a little survey, and uh, some movers and shakers responded to that. And, you know, what is the number one thing? Everyone said networking, networking, networking. And so I want to drill down to that again. Where are you networking? What does that mean? Are there groups? Are there physical locations, like going to the general and just meeting all the people there? Are there um, formal jobs that, that give you access or individuals that can support that? So networking is one of the things I want to help people to think about and, you know, just building that, that sense of empowerment and ownership over the city. And I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier is when you're able to network, you're able to you know, start recognizing people and um, it makes for a stronger community as a whole. Yeah. I mean, if you're walking down the street and you can wave to the people that are going by, you're going to walk down the street with your head up. You're not going to walk, right. you know, just feeling feeling bummed or just getting one place to the other. And that's, I think there's there's some great uh, Midwest values in that as well and, and getting to know your neighbors. Now, what is your favorite aspect of running State of South Bend? Is it being able to go to all the events or being at the ground floor of these meetings or having um, an avenue, like you said, where you're able to kind of run the show. If you want to show bias, you can show bias. I mean, what's your favorite aspect? <laughs> yeah, I, I, my least favorite aspect is doing it alone um, because sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, man, I didn't post today and, you know, I'm off on vacation or something. It's like, yeah, better do that. Um, people have been uh, contributing more uh, pictures and content for Instagram, which has been great. I can't obviously get to everything. It's funny. I'll be um, back home with my parents, and I'll post a picture of an event that's going on. My mom's like, wait, how, how did you do that? You're, you're here. Like, and I was like, I got people. I got people sending me pictures and, and stories. Um, I think the, the most exciting part will be with this pivot is um, thinking about how to – just help other people find their niche. Um, again, it, we all have, many of us have jobs that pay the bills, right? Um, but we have passions that go so much further than that. So I don't want to just do my job all day, every day as much as I love it, but there are other pieces. I don't get to be with little kids, so I can go and volunteer in an event that's that's all little kids. Or um, I don't really know much about um, gardening. I don't really have space to do that. So I can hang out with Mitch and Sarah out at the Unity Gardens and just learn so much more than, than I would if I was checking on Google. And they're really cool people, and it's fun, and you get you know the sun, and you get to meet, again, multi-generational um, vo other volunteers. And so I I think you know just helping other people find their way into that and um 
doing some some more events I think will be fun um, again based around my passions because um, if we can't marry our passions with with our work then finding alternative opportunities speaking of events i want to talk papa palooza papa palooza coming soon so yeah that was a great lead-in by the way um so yeah talk, talk to us about how you came up with it what's the inspiration behind it and what is it so we're going to do Palooza South Bend Celebration of Dogs on the 22nd out at Rum Village. And I think um, the, the inspiration really came from um, my dog, Sweet 16. <laughs> so my, my dog, Sierra, is going to turn 16. And I, um, I'm a serial YouTuber. You know, like if it's on, <laughs> if it's on YouTube, I'll, I'll hit look at the next one. I'll hit related <laughs> videos. And so, you know, I found some, some random pet video and this woman threw a party for her dog and I was like oh that looks so cool and you know that just snowballed to the point where I'm having conversations at work and one of my colleagues says oh yeah have you ever been to Wolfstock and Fishers so if there's anyone in Fishers uh, listening great job on Wolfstock it's a (laughs) it's a being celebrated far and broad and I looked it up and thought, you know, we really have a dearth of pet activities in South Bend. You know, people are passionate about their pets. Sure. And I've seen like, you know, the top 10 lists, you know, I lived in a community where in the summer there were water dishes outside every business. Um, and so thinking about, you know, what what do we have? We have uh, Bark at the Park at the South Bend Cubs. I know that's tonight, actually, and um, have that monthly. And we have Dog Days of Summer with um, downtown South Bend. I know that's later in the summer. And um, some other some other events that, that happen. Of course, a lot of the rescue organizations have um, different events as, as fundraisers. But I thought, where can we – really just celebrate the actual dogs i think a lot of these events are great for the humans but are there fun things for the the dogs as well so i just started um you know googling and and getting ideas and and talking to people and thought you know what it's going to be it's going to be papa palooza coincidentally the city of south bend is also putting a new dog park up at um, rum village and so saw a great opportunity to just build some energy perhaps do a a little bit of fundraising in conjunction to support that effort so i think uh, they're hoping to to start construction this summer i know they're fundraising for that right now but um had to therefore have my event at rum village so we picked april because it's not too hot yet and i know it can be uh it could be a blizzard, but we're we're really <laughs> crossing our fingers for for a nice you know high sixties, low seventies that day, and are thinking about again ways to engage the dogs. So still trying to finalize a few things, but we'll have some activities. We're thinking about um, paw print art. Uh, there's got to be a photo booth, so we'll have oh, of course. Uh, yeah yeah we'll have some props and and take your pictures with your pups. Uh, we're working on um, putting together some categories for a dog show. So um, just some some off the wall, maybe a laziest dog or least likely <laughs> to you know win the Westminster show um, and get some prizes as part of that. Um, we're gonna have some music. Hope Hopefully the uh, best, you know, dog theme play playlist ever. We'll have some <laughs> vendors out there just to share some information and some resources. Um, working on getting, uh, getting, you know, as many tennis balls as humanly possible because I don't think you can have a, a dog <laughs> event without, yeah, not not with that uh, 
Yeah, yeah. One time my dog found a uh, a stash of them and just I, I have never seen her so elated. It was just, it was crazy. And then she brought them out one by one into the living room and put them in front of me. And I'm just like, where did you even find those? Um, so tennis balls are, are really important. We're encouraging people to uh, dress up. You know, we want to see your your pups in their finest. So if you've got some, some dresses, tool gets bonus points, you know, if we yeah, have some yeah. frilly skirts and maybe you've got some bow ties hanging around for your your pups and we'll have definitely uh, best dressed awards so it really is just designed to be something that's fun but also you know again supporting the dog park and thinking about some of the resources and and organizations that are in town yeah so going back to kind of what we've talked about you've took taken this idea of having a birthday party for your dog and turned it into this big elaborate event that's going to be so much fun it's going to draw people in from the community and it's all to support a good cause it's to support the dog park so I think that's really cool that you kind of ran with this took the idea and ran with it yeah my when I told my parents they're actually going to come out for it which is great when I told my parents they're like wait wait what and then even just trying to explain to people like no no this is a community event they're like wait so your dog's birthday party you're inviting (laughs) the whole city and I was like "Mm -hmm." Yeah, I guess basically yeah, that is yeah. that is kind of how it goes. Uh, so we're trying to. I mean, they'll, they'll, there will be cake, of course. Um, we're excited to uh, to really have it be a celebration. I want to think about um, you know the the old dogs and the rescue dogs and maybe the breeds that aren't as celebrated and you know the funny looking dogs and the big dogs and the little <laughs> dogs and the the beautiful dogs and the show dogs. You know, we want South Bend really again is is this place where if you can't celebrate your dogs you know then then what can you do right Right. so I was like hey nobody else is doing this let's let's just do it and see what happens so it's inaugural so first year there's going to be there's going to be some uh some bumps in the road I'm I'm worried about uh all the things you can't quite anticipate with event planning but I think we've got a, a great crew um helping out so it'll be a lot of fun yeah looking forward to it for sure yeah that that's awesome and before we move on to some more lighthearted lightning round questions, yeah. I wanted to um, just give you the floor again if there was anything you wanted to add as far as um, civic engagement, South Bend, State of South Bend. Um, any parting thoughts before we get into uh, silly season here? Sure. Um I always have thoughts. Um, Let's hear them. Yeah. One of, one of the things I really hope that we continue to do is is work together. So I think there's a lot of, of great um, efforts, and sometimes I see them collaborating, and sometimes I see them, um, you know, just really – trying to reinvent a wheel that's that's already been built. So I hope that um, as we continue in this vein, we can try to find ways to continue to communicate with each other. Um, I know when I when I did the the movers and shakers survey, um, the the last question is, um, what advice would you give to individuals who want to get more involved? And number one was just just do it. Just kind of show up. Um, I know that sometimes people may be new to the community or maybe they've been here a while and they're like, well, I haven't done anything yet. Um, but but really just showing up is, is the name of the game. And um, – even if you're not organizing things, if you're able to support, you know, the VPA events or the smaller events or, um, you know, showing people that that this matters and that the work they're doing is is helping to, again, build that community, I think is is really great. If there are any uh, opportunities for, for more funding for people, I think that would be awesome. The um, the awesome fund is is one route. So if people don't know about that and they want to put on an event or um, create an opportunity that will make South Bend more awesome, there's some funding available that you can apply for. 
and I think it's just awesome foundation or awesome fund South Bend, but um, he just showing up is, is 90%. And again, if you feel like, you know, there's not something here, then, then how can you create that? How can you be a part of that solution? Maybe, you know, you're not someone who's throwing dog parties, but you're like, Hey, um, has, has anyone ever done this before? And you throw it up on social media or, you know, you, you ask the questions of the people that you see at the general, or you put up a sign that says, Hey, let's do a meetup. Um, I'm interested in, I, I don't even know, X, Y, or Z. Um, is anyone else interested in that? I know the, the meetup site, um, on on the internet has been really helpful and I've even gone to some of those um but but continuing to live your passion I think is is what's going to make the city even better that's awesome so now we're going to transition and we're going to the lightning round questions we have a handful here maybe we'll throw in a couple others all right um and you have no idea what's coming. I have I no know. idea oh, what's yeah. coming. Right. I can't read your paper upside uh, yeah. down. So, <laughs> All right. the, nothing too crazy. We will start with um, favorite U.S. city. You can't say um, South Bend, Oswego, or Madison. Okay. Um, Ooh, okay. Or Syracuse. Okay, okay, okay. I would have picked Madison. Um, but uh, I think my favorite vacation was actually Martha's Vineyard. And um, it wasn't, you know, beach resort, beach house kind of thing. We, we did an Airbnb and we biked around the island. It was just a different pace. And we got to be in the ocean and we wrote poetry and we, you know, stayed up late and ate good food. So, so I would say Martha's Vineyard. And when was that? Oh gosh, uh, probably about fifteen years ago now. So it's it's been a while. I need to get back. I think that part of me has this uh, this uh, idyllic vision, you know, of of James Taylor playing out on the the beach <laughs> or in the background. I didn't I didn't see him there, but we did get to go to the the set of Jaws. Um, yeah, so there's still some some things left over. That's that was cool. that was a long walk and a hot day, but, but I do love. I think Martha's Vineyard is my favorite city. All right, next question. Have you ever been stuck on an elevator? No, never. I mean, I think that the process of just being on an elevator, you feel stuck <laughs> and uh, you're like, seriously, I could I could be burning some calories right now. But um, yeah, I don't think I've ever been stuck in an elevator. Have you? No. Kyle's ter- terrified. I don't ride them. <laughs> I don't ride elevators no matter the circumstance. Wow, so you've, have you ever been, you know, Empire State Building or... So, there, I mean, there are a few exceptions. All right, all right, I, all right. Uh, There's always exceptions. Niagara Falls, we went to Skylon Tower, which is like the... Yeah, yeah, so I've been there. Had to do uh, yeah. there. Willis Tower in Chicago. Um, those, like, bigger industrial ones I don't have as much a problem with. Yeah. Or if you can see out of it and it's glass, I don't really have a problem. Yeah, But just yeah. your standard everyday elevator yeah. is, is, yeah, I don't do it. So it's always comforting to hear when people haven't been stuck. Do you write... I'm assuming you ride a fair amount of elevators. I, I do. So I will say, though, um, not to be pretentious, but but if you've ever ridden the elevator at um, the Eiffel Tower, that was that was anxiety inducing for me because you're you're kind of on the outside of the tower and it is all glass and you're going up kind of an angle i i had to like hide in the middle and all the people were around me and i couldn't see anything and i just kind of shut my eyes and wait till i got to the top but that was it was just too exposed so um yeah, that, yeah i don't know about, i mean it's glass 
Have you been to I don't the Eiffel we, Tower? I know we did the stairs. I don't know. If, do you have to take the elevator for part of it? I can't remember. I think the, the elevator to like the main, I mean, because it's all the way up. Okay. So yeah, I'm not, we must have done it. I didn't have any traumatic experiences, <laughs> I guess. Well, we have, we're going to Seattle shortly and the Space Needle is kind of, it's yeah. like a, you, you're looking out. And I think with the glass, I'd be okay. But the way you just described that, <laughs> if yeah, it's thank like, you for that. if you. it's like at an angle, you know, similar to, you, and you're, and you're outside the structure. So that, I think that was the weirdest part was that like, Doesn't if sound I was, ideal. no, <laughs> no, if I was inside the Eiffel Tower, it would have felt a little better. Okay. Let's move on. Yeah, we <laughs> Are you a morning or night person? Oh, I am not a morning person. Absolutely not. Um, I, I really struggle with morning meetings and have some some great colleagues who accommodate that that need to um, just kind of be quiet before before nine o'clock. And uh, um, I'm not a late night person, though. I have I have some people in my life who are sending texts at you know twelve one o'clock in the morning, and then um, other people who will then answer on the group thread at 6 a.m. and it's like okay so so both of those are are not ideal for me (laughs) i would agree i would happen to agree with that all right next question what is your favorite tv show like currently and your favorite tv show ever currently outlander i'm a big outlander fan um i started with uh one of the books so it's a uh, I think we're at nine books right now and one year for Christmas I got randomly book five not knowing it was part of a series <laughs> my mom gave it to me um, so she started it and so read book five I was like oh this is really great you know female empowerment you know healers medical people love the time travel loved it and uh, and then the show started and I was like, oh, wait. Um, so I, I don't know how it begins and I still don't know how it ends, but I know about the middle. So uh, I'm really into to Outlander. And I think historically, I mean, gosh, I'm, I'm a child of the, the late 70s. So how can it not be Wonder Woman, right? Linda Carter just really ruled my world. I love following her even on on social media. She puts up some of those old pictures and tells some of the stories. I've got the, the DVDs that... Um, you know, I'll, I'll pull out periodically, but I think old school, I'd have to go Wonder Woman. Very cool. All right. Next is, um, and this was going to be the last one, but I'm going to throw a couple more in this because I'm liking these answers. All right. All right. Let's go with next, uh, the weirdest thing you've ever eaten. Hmm. So I spent a summer in Uganda. Again, part of my, uh, I want to learn more about things. Um, did some volunteering there and ate a lot of weird things that I can't actually identify for you now. So um, <laughs> never really quite learned the language. That was just kind of one of those here, eat this. Um, I think that uh, there was, yeah, there was some some things that uh, didn't go down so well. Did, but you tried everything that they gave you. I I. I did. I'm wow. not a I'm not a fish eater okay. in general. So the fish with the head it's head still on. I didn't eat that. Um, but <laughs> but I think uh, I think some of that. I feel like I've had chocolate covered crickets Ugh. at some point. Um, I, I tend not to be an adventurous food person though. So really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, tell us about the longest car ride you've ever taken. So the longest car ride I've ever taken was uh, from. Madison to Denver and uh, well not specifically Denver we were we were going skiing Um, some friends of mine had a house out there and they had small children and they had dogs so it was I think one child at that point 
three dogs and three adults in a uh, in a small SUV wow. and yeah it was it was pretty long we weren't there's no stopping um <laughs> it was just drive all the way through and then uh you know you're looking for a bathroom in the middle of nowhere at four in the morning oh, and, yeah. and that's when you know things get really interesting so <laughs> So yeah, haven't driven to uh, to Denver since then. Um, but but it was also an interesting experience. It was also the time that I I learned to ski. You know, they they my friends brought me to the top of the mountain and pushed me down. Oh my goodness! Um, so I have a ridiculous form. If if anyone ever sees me ski, is not friends pretty. or ex friends. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's a good point. That's a good point. We we all survived. So uh, uh, the trip and the car ride and uh, the whole thing. So yeah, that was far. But. Um, Having dogs, I actually drive um, up to upstate New York a few times a year, so that's a ten-hour drive, and really just love the chance to to have consecutive hours, so I can listen to a whole musical, mm-hmm. beginning to end. You know, how many times do you get to listen to the whole thing? So, um, I, I do enjoy I enjoy driving a lot. Let's sneak one more in here. All right, all right. Any unusual habits or superstitions? <sighs> hmm. I'm not sure if it's it's wholly unusual, but I really hate backtracking. Um, so if I'm walking the dogs, I will not walk to the corner and then turn around and go back. Like I have to go around the whole block. Um, if I'm I, I I drive to work a different route than I drive home from really? work. Yep, yep. Um, even on campus, like if I'm going to the dining hall, you know, again, I'll, I'll make a big loop out of it. Um, so if there's any way humanly possible, I can avoid backtracking. It's not even an efficiency thing. I just, <laughs> I just hate, you know, retracing my steps. It's if, not a superstition thing either. It's just no. I just, it's, it's just a weird habit. I, <laughs> I will not walk to the corner and walk back. Like, um, I used to live, I used to live in a house where the, um, it was set up a little bit and the, um. And the mailbox was down by the street. And so even trying to find a different route, you know, to, to get to the mailbox. Um, one of the things that, that people really can't stand about me is um, I, I can't sit in the same seat every time. So I, I have caused many, many anxiety moments at work when I'll um, go into the staff meeting and I'll just be like, I'm actually going to sit over here today. And uh, people are like, no, 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 that's, that's my seat. And it's like, not today. <laughs> And they actually, they don't like that very much. Um, you know, at church, I'll, I'll be at multiple services and I'll sit in a different seat um, for every service. I just, I, I like to see a different view. I, I don't know. Um, so I think that's an unusual habit is um, I, I know a lot of people who I'll say, you know, I'm the one that likes to, to shake it up. And they're like, oh, you're that person? No, <laughs> you are not coming to my meeting. Um, I'm like, oh, that's your seat? I'll take it. Um, you know, when there's not assigned seats in the class, I'll... Um, take different different seats if I'm able, but uh, yeah, that makes people crazy. That's pretty interesting. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People get really set in their ways. Yeah. Um, you know, just bringing it back around, right? If we want, if we want South Bend to be be bigger and better, we've got to step out of our comfort zone sometimes and and try something new. And if you know, Papa Palooza turns into a, a crazy uh, dogs running around um, on leash, of course. Um, <laughs> We'll, we'll learn for next year. And what a fantastic transition that was because <laughs> um, before we get into our plugs to finish it up, um, 
tell us um, you know where you can find more information on mm-hmm. Papapalooza mm-hmm. and then also follow that up with um, where State of South Bend can be found on social media. Yeah, yeah. So State of South Bend, um, we, again, not affiliated with the State Theater anymore, really just kind of take that State of the Union approach, um, is, is currently on um, – Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, again, we're working on the the website, and I think it's just State of SB on um, Twitter and Instagram. And then Papa Palooza is uh, SB Papa Palooza 2018. So there's an event on Facebook, and we're working on getting some flyers up there. We have some um, again another skill, right? Like if you want to advertise your uh, event do you know all the different places that you can post it there's like it takes an hour to do all the posting so hopefully it'll have it up you know on all the the different news sites and event pages um, we just did in the bend yesterday so that should be showing up pretty soon fantastic and for our plugs of course you can uh see all the different ways you can listen to this or download it if you want to pop it again in a car at southbendbeat.com uh, you find us in the iTunes store, Google Play store, South Bend Beat. And on social media, we're at South Bend Beat everywhere. And uh, just remember to subscri- subscribe, download, and to finish this up, Mara, I want to thank you for taking the time to come join us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. But also, thank you for telling stories. I mean, this is this is what we need people to hear. You know, the more stories that, that people can hear, they can say, oh, wait, I can do that. I am in that area. You know, they find things that they can identify with, and, and then they venture out. And so thanks for, for telling stories. Yeah, absolutely. We love it. We love to have a different person in the chair every time and get to hear a different perspective on what's going on in the city. So thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. This episode of the South Bend Beat Podcast was brought to you by the Alpha Dog Agency. Special thanks to Truthwork Media for production. If you'd like to sponsor on a future episode, email info at alphadogagency.com. Wouldn't it be nice to be excited for your dental appointment? You will be when you're a patient at Zent Family Dentistry. They have nearly 100 glowing reviews online and zero negative reviews. A perfect score. Find out more at ZentFamilyDentistry.com. Now I'm off to my appointment. This episode was recorded and produced by Truthwork Media. If you're interested in having a podcast, look us up at TruthWorkMedia.com. Truthwork Media. Everyone has a story. Yours needs a podcast.